0: All right, welcome to a special edition of Get to the Point with Buddy and Seabear. Uh, it's Thursday, February the second. Seabear, we are tomorrow two weeks away from the start of college baseball season, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a little bit of a college baseball preview for coming up. Uh, we're also going to have a special guest on in a little bit, Cole Ketchum. He's a pitcher at Ole Miss right now. Seabear, uh, how you feeling today?
1: Um, better than I felt last night. Um, I, you know, I had a, I had some time to cool down. I'm not as aggravated as, uh, at the North Carolina head coach as I was last night. I still think he missed, he, he miscoached the game. And this is why I say that, buddy. And I'm not mad. I'm trying not to get frustrated. North Carolina had nine fouls. So I had a foul to give for the one-and-one one with 27.7 seconds left. Um, at this point, Pitt had been 0-3 in their last one-and-one one attempts. If it's me, I think I foul them there, so I have a chance to get the ball back with some time left because you know that Pitt's going to milk the clock. You know they're going to attack your interior because – the referees have been calling a pretty soft game because they got chippy early in the second half. Early in the second half. So they got kind of touchy calls. Um, I just think he miscoached the game. I think his name's Hubert Davis. If, if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's right. Um, yep. I just think he miscoached the game. I'm not a basketball coach, so I could be very wrong here. I'm not frustrated anymore, but I do think he miscoached the game.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty tough loss for you last night. It came down the very end. They had a shot at the end, but didn't even get a good look up. Uh, but you know, it's, it is what it is. You live and you learn. We'll get better next time. I do want to talk about something before we get into baseball and it's kind of just a bad timing because we would talk about this a lot more in most normal days, but Tom Brady yesterday announced that he was going, he was retiring, uh, for the second time. He says that this is for good. Uh, you never really know. I think, I think he's probably is done. So, I mean, what Seabere, what do you think about the fact that we finally we've watched Tom Brady's last game.
1: I mean, hats off, obviously great, great career. Um, I kind of felt like, dang, was it really worth coming back one year to go seven and six and lose your freaking family? (laughs) I mean, that's bad to say, but you went seven and six and you lost your family. So, I mean, like, was it worth it? I don't know. Um, I mean, I saw something today though. Tom got to play one more year of football. His Wife hit the road now. He gets to play golf for the rest of his life, so I mean, if, I if you played your cards right, you played them right, buddy.
0: <laughs> I, I saw that, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I know it was, it's weird knowing that Tom Brady's not going to be playing anymore because I mean, we've just about our whole lives he's been on the field either for the Patriots or the Bucks, and now it's he's done. So, I mean, I understand. Him, I mean, he's 45 years old. He always said that he was going to play till he's 45, and he did it, which is really impressive if you really think about it. Um, but he, he's really unquestionably the, the greatest player of all time. If you could go look at numbers, he owns basically every single passing record there is. Won seven, seven Super Bowls. Um, the only, the fun is, the fun part about it is the fact that the only person that really has bragging rights over him is the man over my shoulder right here, Eli Manning. Did beat him in the Super Bowl twice. I um, will always be proud of that one. Um, so yeah. So, Seabert, let's dive into this college baseball. We're going to talk mainly about Ole Miss and Mississippi State because that's our that's our teams. Seabert, we'll start out Mississippi State. Go ahead. Tell me what you think.
1: Man, I like some of the things that I'm seeing, man. we got some high school kids. I always love seeing young kids in uh, Division I. Um, we've got some guys returning, buddy. We've got Casey Hunt going to be back for the rotation. Uh, Logan Forsythe, obviously um, pretty huge for us. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Sorry. Um, Lane Forsythe going to be huge for us coming back for yeah. shortstop. Uh, Kellum Clark coming back for the outfield, which is big. Um, because we lost Columbus last year, a huge left fielder for us, really big key bat. So I think Clark, Kellen Clark, is going to have to step into that Columbus role for next year. And buddy, I, I kind of like the pitching staff I'm seeing. I see a lot of young kids. Some, um, I see a lot of lefties that are freshmen, which is awesome. Love seeing that. Um, and some some catchers. So, buddy, I, I want to ask you a question. All right. I don't really see a catcher that I'm comfortable with on this roster other than Luke Hancock. And I've heard that um Lamonis has put Hancock in that position as your Friday night catcher. How do you think that's gonna turn out with him playing first base for the last three years?
0: Well, obviously he's he he caught a few years ago, um, but he lost that role because you had a great catcher like Logan Tanner come in the last few years, right. and that's a huge loss. Um, because it's so important to having a really good catcher, especially when your pitching staff is young. But the fact that Luke Hancock is there, he's been, he's been in the program for forever, it feels like. So he's going to be a really calming, calming presence to a lot of these young guys and new, new guys that aren't used to these SEC atmospheres that he's going to be in. Um, but I think more than likely, I think Luke Hancock will be the guy. Cause I think he has just the most experience. He played first. He DH a little bit the last few years, but he's, that wasn't his position. He came out of high school as a catcher. He's a catcher. Um, but you talked about the young pitchers you have. You Mississippi State struggled last year. They came off of the national championship in 2021 and with. Landon Sims as your Friday night guy, and you're expecting him to really carry you as a team. He goes down early with the. T- um, he tours UCL, had to have Tommy John, and missed the rest of the year. But that's going to be such a huge hole to fill. Uh, who do you see that you feel good about filling that hole?
1: I think there's two guys, buddy. And, and I'm. Casey Hunt's one. And I I, I think Cade Smith's the second. What do, you, do you think
0: I'm wrong? Well, no, Casey Hunt had a couple of good games last year. He struggled at times. Um, I watched him last year in, in Oxford when they played Ole Miss. He had a really good game after having a poor week the week before. Uh, but he really shut down a powerful Ole Miss offense. Now, they were struggling at the time, but it doesn't matter. It still was a good – I think he's going to be a, a guy that's going to be key to you. Um, yeah. What about What about the lineup? What do you feel about – I mean, you, you like you said, you lost Brad. You lost Brad Cumbus, You lost Logan Tanner. Those two really important guys. But Luke Hancock's coming back. You have uh, Forsyth coming back. You have Kellum um, Clark. Is Kellen Clark still there?
1: Yeah, he's coming back.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have a bunch of guys that have been there. They've played in really big games. And in the SEC, especially this year, um, it's always a loaded conference. But this year, I feel like it's even more so. So, I don't know. What? What do you who do you think might be able to help fill that hole?
1: Um, for specifically the outfield spot, at Columbus, I think Kellum Clark's going to fill that middle of the lineup outfield spot, right? Um, yeah, Luke's still going to be Luke. He's still going to hit the three, four, five. Forsyth, man, I really worry about man. He's been our nine hole, but we need him to be like a six and seven hole this year.
0: Yeah, no, he's going to have to step up. He he struggled at times last year. He's got a lot of power, but he just doesn't. I don't know. A he got out. A he pitcher, didn't. Ha- right? Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Um, you talk some other younger guys. I mean, you have, um, a big name coming in, Dakota Jordan coming from Jackson Academy, who I really think is going to be a big help because he had a, a good fall and he's played, he played really well. I think this past weekend in some inner squads. I think I heard somebody say that he hit one up in the loss a few times already. So that's going to be a wow. big help. Oh, yeah, no, he apparently hit one actually in the loss, which is probably every bit of 450-plus feet. Um, So, I don't know. You're going to need a lot of help from young guys. Aaron Downs is a guy that you might want to keep an eye on. He played in in a limited role last year. He actually was high school teammates with Cole, who was going to come on a little bit later. Um, But when you look at the schedule, where do you feel that you have a chance to? I don't know. Maybe make some noise that you weren't really expecting. Because Mississippi State, for some reason, is not ranked right now. Uh, they're just outside the top twenty-five. But this is this is a pretty good top twenty-five, and they had a really bad year last year. Um, you got Arizona State coming in town early in the year. I think that could be a really key series to see how this year goes.
1: Yeah, this. Is, no, and no, I, I. We talked about it a little bit over the phone. But I want to see like I like this tough slate, man. I like I want to see I want to see how good we're going to be. I want you to throw everybody in the fire that's supposed to be a key guy and see who we are, man. Cuz last year, bro, when we got in big games, our bullpen wasn't there. We could swing it, but we you can't win games giving up 12 bronze.
0: So for yeah, me, I mean, you had a lot bullpen has
1: got to be there this year, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they've really, they've got to step up. Now, at the same time, they were the whole entire pitching staff was just killed with injuries last year. You had about two, I think you had two starters that went out for the year with Tommy John, a couple of big bullpen guys that weren't able to fill the roles that they needed to because they were either hurt or they were in different roles because they didn't have a choice. Um, so I think if Mississippi state stays healthy this year, I think you're going to get back to more of what you're used to when you're looking at them. Because I think last year was the fluke year, it may have been a little bit of a national championship hangover, and then you also have to deal with all the injuries that you had.
1: Yeah, injuries killed us, especially you know, those, like like well, like I said, those bullpen injuries. Man, we're getting done. We're going straight into we're going straight into Trustmark at the end of February to play Southern. That's going to be a tough one. You yeah,
0: know, that's um, going to be Oklahoma that's going to
1: always a good squad.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma, like I said. Ole miss beat them in the national championship last year they're not ranked this year because I think they lost a lot um but they're still they're a good team they're going to be better than not being ranked they'll probably be ranked by the time that either y'all play them or by the time we get into March spring break and conference play
1: yeah buddy I'll be I'll be so our first I just want I just want to start with the first
0: two conference
1: series okay yep we got two lexington and then we turn around and get Vandy.
0: I think that's a good s- start for y'all because Kentucky's down this year. That could be a really good chance to go in and get a road series. And because you know how important it is to win series, on, the, especially on the road. And that kind of gets you revved up for a really good Vanderbilt team coming in.
1: That's what I was just about to say. It's kind of like that when you it's when you're football, right? You look at it. You look at it like, okay, well, they, they're playing Kentucky this week. They've got Vanderbilt next week, just second football, right? Okay? Yep. You would need to take care of Kentucky because Vandy had a pretty good team, right? Or You, you know what I'm saying? You need to take care of Kentucky. You, I, yeah. for, me, you, for me, if Mississippi State doesn't get two out of three in Lexington to start off the year, you're looking at below 500 again in SEC play in a really troublesome year. If we can take – if we can sweep that series, I believe we'll be good enough to – we'll be high – we'll be – we'll be high enough to take Vanderbilt. Not necessarily, I don't think we're going to beat them. I think we'll take them in two games pretty deep.
0: Yeah, I think – well, if you if you don't – if you fail to win that series, because if you go look through your schedule, you got a bunch of just tough ones. If you don't – if you're not able to win that series, and that kind of puts you behind the A ball – uh, makes you playing. You're pl- pretty much playing catch up the whole year, and that's in the SEC is not a place you want to be playing catch up.
1: No, especially when you look at, buddy. In April, li- listen to this, buddy. This is this is how it goes. Alabama, good ba- good baseball team. Ole Miss, good baseball oh. team. Auburn, good baseball team. Tennessee, good baseball team. In Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU.
0: I mean that that and is a like, brutal. Hurters. That's a brutal stretch. Yes.
1: That is straight so up murderers' Row.
0: The really the thing about it, you just you can't you need to win the series that you're supposed to win, and you can't afford to get swept.
1: No, if you, buddy, if if we get if we don't take three from South Carolina in Starkville, we turn I'm around said, and go but, to Tuscaloosa. It's going to be tough.
0: Uh, there's no doubt about it. But because I mean, South Carolinas, I think the 23rd ranked team in the country in preseason. This is all preseason rankings. Alabama's ranked number 20. I mean, it's it's a brutal stretch for Mississippi State, and they're going to have to be able to be playing well. That's why I think it's really important, especially that Arizona State series, the second series of the year, uh, to start figuring out what you have as a pitching staff and as a, I mean, just what your lineup can do because that's going to be really that's going to be important.
1: Buddy, can I talk about the uh Frisco Classic?
0: Let's let's hear it. It's it's really. When you look at it on paper, when you first looked at it, it's a pretty fun-looking series. Um, But with Oklahoma being a little bit down this year, it kind of takes a little bit out of it, but it's still going to be a good one.
1: Ohio State, first game. Ohio State's not known for their baseball, but they're not a terrible team. No, they're not. Oklahoma, as you mentioned, they're going to be down. They're obviously not going to be what they were um, in the College College World Series last year, but still a good team, very well-coached team. And then Cal, I'll be honest with you, buddy. I don't know a damn thing about Cal.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you know all those West Coast teams are always solid. They get to play year-round kind of like the SEC does. Um, so I don't really know what to expect from Cal, but it's if you can go and win two out of three or even sweep that Frisco Classic, then that's a huge jump start to getting in the SEC play.
1: I, I agree 100% because – we, we, we get a little week break from, uh, we get a little Lipscomb series and then we go to midweek games and we go straight to Lexington. Yep. So it's going to be tough, man. We go straight out of, we go straight from Starkville to Biloxi. And from Biloxi, we go straight to Lexington. That's going to be a tough yep. stretch for the Bulldogs from May, from, or sorry, sorry, March. I'll say March 14th. March nineteenth is going to be the toughest stretch for Mississippi State baseball that they've seen, buddy. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Last year's last year's slate was pretty tough, but this the way this conference is setting up right now, the the way it's all going in order. I'm scared shitless. I'm about to poop my pants right
0: now. <laughs> So, if you, as a Mississippi State fan, you, you had a couple of them that, I mean, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, they were really weren't very happy with Lamonis last year. Um, do you think there's a lot of pressure on this year?
1: And I – no. I think, he's a, I think he's one of the best baseball coaches in the country, and I say this because of the staff he has around him. Good coaches know that the most important piece is the staff, and he knows that, and he has a really good staff. So, no, yeah. I don't think he's in
0: trouble. All right. Well, just ballpark, where do you think Mississippi State ends up? Where, Like in the SEC, you think they're a top-half SEC team? You think they're a bottom-half SEC team? Or kind of in the middle of the pack?
1: I think we're a middle-of-the-pack team, buddy, and I say that just because we're young, right? Yeah. But I will say this, man. I'm really interested, and I've said it multiple times, I'm really interested to see how our bullpen bounces back. And I want to see our starting rotation. I want to see how we're going to use this little switch pitcher we got, buddy.
0: Yeah, can we talk about this kid for a second? Absolutely. I'll be honest. I have no idea how to even get close to pronouncing his name because it is it is a name, it, no I, doubt about it.
1: But you're right, going to you're gonna, Jello. I'm just going to call it Jello because the last of the last three is J or G E L O.
0: Is Durangelo? C- Cigente, I-, I have no idea. He's from Florida. This kid is—he's an ambidextrous pitcher. Not only is he an ambidextrous pitcher, he's up to ninety-five from the right side and ninety-one from the left side. This kid is going to be a freak. You're not gonna—you may not know his name right now, but you're gonna know it by the end of the year. Um, I'm really excited to see what this kid can do.
1: He filled out a lot of draft cards, obviously. Ah, buddy, I want to see how he gets used. He's either going to be your third guy, your Sunday guy, or he's going to be your longer leaf. That's, that's what I only see two things.
0: Well, the thing about him is that you, he can be used in so many different ways. I mean, you can use him as a starter. You can use him as a closer. You can use him as a matchup guy because he can match up with anybody. You can't have – if he's on the mound – my, Coach Bianco is very notorious for using matchups. So if there's a left-handed pitcher, he likes a lot of righties in the lineup and vice versa. You can't do that with this kid. You just kind of have to go up there and figure out a way to find, find ways to get on base and get hits because you can't match up with him.
1: That's why I like him in the third game set because we don't have to go to our bullpen. And if he does his job, we don't have to touch our bullpen. We can, we can straight up stack our bullpen perfectly Friday, Saturday, and throw this kid six innings, and because w- you know how Sunday baseball goes in the SEC,
0: it's a sometimes it's a it is
1: a, a lot.
0: It is a dog fight all nine innings, and sometimes it goes more than that. I mean, it's
1: yeah. So for this for this kid to be able to, you can use him like you said, buddy. If you want to use him in three sets for one inning or three games for a whole slate for one inning, you can do that. If you want to start him your third game, you can do that. You're wide open. The only thing is he's a freshman. So you can't just throw him in the fire.
0: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this this Bulldog team. I think that they're going to get back to more of what you're used to seeing them this year. I think last year was just a fluke. Um, and it's going to be a fun one. I think Mississippi State's going to have a chance to have a pretty fun year. Uh, let's roll over on Ole Miss real quick. So, obviously, we Ole Miss is the defending national champion. Uh, beat Oklahoma last year. This went on a magical run starting pretty much in the end of may, uh, found a way to get in the tournament and then went undefeated in the tournament until, um, we lost to Arkansas and Omaha found a way to make it to the world series finals and won it for the first ever, first ever national championship for this program. Uh, there were talks about coach B getting fired throughout the year because there were people who were really frustrated. I'll be honest. I've been on his side for a really long time. Even I was frustrated. Um, I remember watching selection Monday, not knowing whether or not we were going to even be picked. And as soon as I saw we were picked, I knew we had a chance. Uh, Cause I knew that the guys on this team that on that team uh, had so much experience and we had a chance to go try to make a run. And it turns out they did. It was a lot of fun. I went to Omaha uh, the whole week and it was one of the most fun experience I've ever had. However, from that team, you're losing a lot of really, really key guys I mean, Tim Elko is such a huge loss. Like I said, we might – he's going to have a statue up soon, but he's not going to be on the field for you. And he was such a key leader in bringing this team back with his offense and also his leadership. Uh Losing Kevin Graham, too, who is a huge loss uh, because w- there were rumors that one of the reasons why Ole Miss was even got into the NCAA tournament was because the selection committee went back and saw that Kevin Graham wasn't in the lineup a lot of those times whenever um uh, when we were losing games. So that's he's gonna be a huge loss. And Justin Bench too, he was a leader. He played everywhere. He was the best defensive player at every position he played. He also hit for average got on base. Hayden Dunhurst, you're you're rock behind the plate. Um he's gone. Dylan Delucia, the the most outstanding player in the College World Series last year who went on a run that was – I haven't seen – I don't know if I've ever seen, especially from an Ole Miss guy. Um, He's gone. Uh, Not only that, you lose the back in your bullpen of Brandon Johnson. So we're we're losing a lot of really important people. But I I think Tim Elko is obviously the one that's the biggest loss.
1: I don't see how you can say that he's not. That dude was the heart of not just the Ole Miss baseball team, but it felt like Oxford.
0: Yeah,
1: it felt like he was the the glue that was holding Oxford together with that baseball team because it was like you said everybody was going at Bianco's head, everybody was going at whoever, but Elko just kind of like kept them together. Man, cannot be said enough how good of a like quality kid, quality baseball player, just a great human engine. And it, buddy, I'll be honest. I don't like saying this about anybody that went to Ole Miss. I'll be honest. But I'd take him on a Mississippi State baseball team any day of the week. Yeah, no, he was
0: just so – he was so key in everything we did. Uh, However, you're going to get a bunch of guys back. Um, The main one being the shortstop, Jacob Gonzalez. So not a whole lot of people know, but he – in the fall, he was – he had a collision – with um, I think John Kramer in the, in just a ball back behind short. And there was a, – for a second we're worried that he may have torn his ACL and was going to miss the year. Luckily, he ends up being okay. He'll be back. Um, they haven't projected anywhere from third overall pick in this next draft to – he'll probably be a top ten pick if he kind of just even has a normal year. Um, he'll be back, which is going to be huge. Uh Calvin Harris is going to take – Hayden Dunhurst spot. He was a number one catcher coming out of high school, but he was behind Dunhurst, so he never got to play it. He played pretty much everywhere, so he'll be back behind the plate now. Uh, Kemp Alderman had a really good finish to the year. He's back. Um, Peyton Chatagnier, who was a, just a wall playing second. I think he went like 56 straight games without an error, which is insane in the college baseball because, I mean, it's really – it's good quality baseball, but it's still college, and these guys, they make a lot of mistakes. TJ McCants is back. Um which is he's got a lot of experience. He's played a lot of big games. Uh, Pitching-wise, Hunter Elliott, I think he's the key. He's He'll be your Friday night guy. Um, he was a freshman last year, really impressed. And you also got Jack Doherty back, who pitched in a lot of different roles, his main one being game one of the um, College World Series finals, where he went five perfect. I mean, it, so he's going to probably be your Saturday night guy. And you also got Mason Nichols coming back. Um, he, he'll be able to help a lot on the back end of the bullpen. There's one name that <clears throat> we are not going to have this year who was a big role down the stretch in the back end of the bullpen, and that is uh, Josh Mallett. Um, He closed a lot of games. He set up Brandon Johnson a lot of times, but he's going to be out for the year. He tore his UCL back in the fall, and he had to a Tommy Johnson, so he's out for the year, which is a huge loss.
1: Buddy, me and you talked about, <clears throat> Gonzalez, after his freshman season, when y'all lost the super in Arizona, um, we went ahead and said that that's probably the best shortstop in all of college baseball, and there's nobody even close. And he has not lost that position at any point. It's as bad as he can play and as good as he can play. Like, the dude is just unbelievable, bro. He's so big- good.
0: What's wild is the fact that he actually look at his numbers. he was he had a down year last year compared to his compared to his freshman year. He's still bad like 290 with 20 something home runs. it was I mean the kid is a freak he can make he can make so many plays he's a big shortstop and he has a he has a cannon for an arm to make just about every single play. um I'm really excited to see what he does this year because like he knows that he didn't have as great of a year as he could have had last year. so you know he was working on a lot of different stuff this past off season. So we got a couple of really key transfers coming in, I think. Um, losing your first base. We lost both corner infielders. Um, we picked up a guy, Anthony Calarco. He's play, He's going to be our first base more than likely. He came from Northwestern. Big big lefty lefty kid has a great swing. I think he's going to be a big help. And then on the other side of the infield, Ethan Leger. He is coming from Delgado Community College. This kid... I watched him a little bit in the fall. This kid is going to be really, really good. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Not only that, you also picked up a big outfield addition with um, Ethan Groff. Came from Tulane. Uh, a lot of Mississippi State fans will know him well because he actually hit a walk-off home run against the Dogs back in March of last year. Um, he's going to be a big help. Got a couple of pitchers coming in. Tommy Henniger. This is a guy who you really want to watch out for. He throws an arm angle like a right handed Chris sale, but he tops out about 95, 96. I mean, this, this kid <clears> out, <throat> I watched a few, a few of the fall games and I was sitting there watching him face one of the left handed guys and he just sits there, dots up, dots a fastball at 94 with a ton of sink and run on it on the outside corner and then follows it back with that back foot slider that, you know, Chris sale d- made just patting it. it was, it was so good. Another guy that really hasn't been talked about a whole lot, Xavier Rivas. He is coming from Indianapolis, and he's a left-handed guy. He's going to be fighting for that third pit, starting pitching uh, for, that third starting pitching spot. Uh, the guy he's going to be fighting with is a freshman, Grayson Sanya. This kid is really good. He's up to ninety five, ninety six as a freshman. He's got really, really good stuff. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, you got a couple other guys, young guys. Nathan Fink, watch out for him. He's got a lot of power. And also, Mason Morris came from um, Tupelo High School. JT Quinn's up to like 98. Um, we got a couple guys that really, and it's a pitching staff that's not like what Ole Miss is used to. We us- usually have a bunch of guys sitting around 90, 91 that can throw a lot of strikes, but we got some guys, we got some, cannons in the, in the rotation this year. Yeah, dude. It's not
1: freaking – it's not the AL East, dude. Chill out. <laughs>
0: hey, dude. Whenever, whenever you go – you win a national championship, you got to find ways to – because a lot of us watch firsthand what happens if you slack off a little bit with Mississippi State last year who's struggling, and that's just – you don't really want to have that. It's going to be, obviously, we haven't had a repeat champion, I don't think, since 2000 and. Eleven with South Carolina, it's not an easy thing to do. It doesn't happen very often, and it's not. And that may be a little bit much, but it's going to be. We got a bunch of guys that are really going to help out. Our schedule, though, is just as brutal as Mississippi State's. Um, early in the year, we're going to. We have a Maryland team coming to Oxford, who for the first time in a really long time, they hosted a super region. They hosted a region last year for the first time ever. They're going to be ranked. Preseason, they're number thirteen team in the country, um, so that's going to be a huge series. That's going to be the second weekend of the season. Uh, once you get into SEC play, though, we play number ten Van- at number ten Vandy, home against number seven Florida, at number five A and M, home against number eight Arkansas, at Mississippi State for Super Bowl All Weekend. Who I expect to be ranked at the time, they're not right now, but they're going to be a good team. And then you come back with number one LSU. I mean that is a brutal six week stretch for Ole Miss.
1: It, man, SEC baseball is no joke. It is Not no at all. joke, man. It it's it's been consistent this way for a long time, man. And it it gives you as a as a SEC West baseball fan, specifically like me and you both are, Mississippi State, Ole Miss guys. The SEC West dude, this year let me just read it to you, buddy. Alabama, twentieth in the nation. Go all the way up to number eight in the nation. You got Arkansas, Texas a And M at five, Ole Miss at four, LSU at one. I would I mean, honestly rather not have to face any of those teams.
0: And you're not even Kansas talking about Mississippi. And you're not even talking about Mississippi State, who's gonna? Who I think is going to be a really good team this year, but they're not ranked. But we have we got that. We play out at Alabama to finish the year up. But you also have like, we played number 18 Southern Miss twice during the middleweek games. I mean, this is, this is a really tough schedule coming off of a national championship, but I think that it's going to be really key for a bunch of the young pitchers to step up and really do well. Um, I think that's going to be your key because you got older guys that you kind of know what to expect from. Um, but in my personal opinion, I think that the young guys are really just going to have to step up. All right, so speaking of young guys, are going to have to step up. Joining us now, uh, freshman pitcher from West Point, Mississippi. Started out at Oak Hill Academy, then went, transferred to Heritage Academy, where he led a, a good Patriots team to a state championship. He was a number seven right-handed pitcher coming out of the state of Mississippi uh, this past year. Um, joining our first guest ever on the podcast, Cole Ketchum. Cole, how you feeling today?
2: I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys?
0: Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, so I want to just get into it, Cole. What is the transition like from coming from a small private school, whether it's Oak Hill or Heritage, going from that to a big SEC-level program like Ole Miss? Not only that, coming off of a national championship.
2: Um, It's really what you expect. It's obviously the level of play goes up, but it's like, one thing for me was the power. It's like every single hitter on our team can hit it out of the park easily. And that's just one thing I've just never dealt with as much, which is having so much home runs and so much, you know, gorilla ball type stuff. Yeah,
1: Cole. So when like you just said it, right, that lineup is full of power. And you're oh, more yeah. like a, you're a two seam changeup kind of guy that's going to sit really going to depend on that change-up, right? Yeah. So when you're, when you're looking at these power lefties, right, how important – and this is for a lot of young kids that might be listening that want to throw those loopy curveballs because they think it looks cool because they're 12 and 13 years old. Just tell them, man, how important is that change-up coming off that four seam, bro?
2: Yeah, it's big time just because it's just like the slider, and I've been working on mine now. If you leave it over the middle of the plate, it's going to get banged. And the same thing is – if you like have a changeup, and I had it happen this year with Calvin Harris. Usually in high school, if I just threw my changeup just somewhere in the zone in high school, it did get hit. But remember one time with Calvin Harris, I just threw a changeup like I've done a million times in high school. Bang! Just gets a barrel to it, uh, single in the right, single in front of the right fielder.
0: Yeah. So speaking of that changeup, we we've talked about it a little bit before. How important do you think it's going to be? Because you, you're really good at throwing that change up to left-handed batters. How important do you think it's going to be for you to be able to establish that to a righty?
2: Yeah, that, that's what I've really been working on with Coach Laugh and Coach B is getting it where to a righty it kind of has to be perfect because it's just a hit-me pitch if it's right down the middle. So now I'm just trying to work on getting that down and in. And if it's right there, it usually is successful.
0: So you, you're, like we said, you're – you talked about, you're a fastball changeup kind of guy. Um, any other all-speed pitch you've been working on a lot?
2: Yeah, I've been working on my slider. In high school, I usually just threw one up there, just kind of threw a breaking ball, and then if it was in the zone, it usually was solid. Now I'm actually trying to throw it. It used to be like it was like 75 usually. Now I'm trying to get it like in the 80-82 range because it's like, that's just kind of what the game's going to now is every like everybody's throwing the hard fastball and then throw the hard slider off of it.
1: Yeah, Cole, you talk, you've talked about it a lot, man, the difference between the, the college hitter and the high school hitter. And I feel like a lot of young kids don't understand this because they see, you know, you might be the best player on your high school team, right? But are you the best player in yeah. the state? Are you the best player in the country? What about the southeast? Like When you see these guys, when you get to D1 baseball, right, like you've said a hundred times, bro, these are legit ball players. Like it's not no more I'm going to flip you a slider oh, and you're not going to touch it because you're expecting fastball. No, if I flip you a slider, oh, oh, you might park, though.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's just everybody here was a dude in their area. And it's just expand. Like, it's just everybody here is from California, Florida, you know, Georgia. Anywhere they were, they were the dude where they were. And so now it's just like, yeah, like you said, you just throw a fastball up there, oh, oh, and there's a chance it might be off the scoreboard, which I've done before to Kemp Alderman. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah no it's it's you go from playing a bunch of kids who are i mean at the time i mean last year you were one of the bigger kids on your team now i mean you're not even one of the bigger ones in your recruiting class because i mean we've talked about it cole this recruiting class this freshman incoming class looks like a football team
2: oh yeah we're i think our class is like i've always been pretty big like you said but now it's just like these guys are a bunch of studs our whole class. It's just like these guys are, you know, first weekend, a uh, uh, freshman JT Quinn goes out there, and he's a uh, uh, 6'6 righty from Tampa, and he's like 95, 98. And then this past weekend was throwing sliders, topping out to at 89 with them, just killing people. And it's just like this, you know, these guys are dudes. So
1: I want to I, – I got to sit in a coaching clinic with Coach Laff. He was – they going over like y'all's your summer program, your fall program and your spring program. And uh I don't have the notebook with me, but I had like the whole thing wrote wrote down because in my opinion, the state of Mississippi is some of the best baseball that you can play at the college level, the high school level, at any level, I think the state of Mississippi's top notch. Um just talk a little bit, man, about coach laugh and and how 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 he uses the track man and how he how he uses it to fit you specifically.
2: Yeah. That's this thing is he just always says he just wants to do whatever he can to put everything available for us to succeed. So like he wants to give us every opportunity to succeed. And then he's also not one of the coaches. That's just going to try to throw something down your throat. Like, and you can't ask questions or anything. He's a guy that if you're like, Hey coach, I actually think I like doing this. like, All right. So let's talk through it. He's a He's a very, you know, interactive person and wants to make sure it like comes up to everybody daily, usually to make sure you're doing well. You know, how are you feeling? What do you what do you need to do that day? That type of thing.
0: So. Cole, we talked about it a minute ago, we're talking about how the, the fact that we won a national championship last year, it's going to add a little bit of pressure to not just. Um, incoming guys, but the older guys and the ones that have been there, and the coaches, and the and the co- and the fans, and everything. How, have you felt any of that pressure with the fact that we're going to be um, coming off of a national championship?
2: Um, I I, I don't really know. I don't, see that's the good thing about having a young team is that every one of us is kind of like uh, you know we've never done it before, so we don't really feel. I don't think we feel like much pressure because you know we hadn't gone through it before. And it's kinda of like a lot of these guys on our team. It's not we weren't on the team last year. So and if Coach B made it clear on the first day of practice we weren't we weren't natural champions.
0: Yeah, you're right. Cause I mean the last year was it was a great team and they had their they had their downs, they had their ups. Um what do you think as a freshman, do you think that I mean it's it's such a big transition coming from high school, especially the level that we were playing at, to something like this. Uh but I know you are really good about the mental part of the game. How do you – because you're not going to succeed every time in baseball because you just don't do that. How do you think you're going to be able to take a bad outing or a bad day and move on from that?
2: Uh, the biggest thing is just uh, just how can you get better. It's the next pitch. You know How can you get better tomorrow? And then uh, there's actually a quote on practice today it was about A.J. Brown. It's like, let's keep stacking good days on top of each other, you know. And then, like he said, they looked up and they're in the Super Bowl. It's kind of like our thing. We just got to keep stacking good days on top of each other and look up and be in an Omaha in June. That's
1: really, really cool you say that, right? Because I feel like every level of baseball you play, right, you're going to hear that, right? And, and even like with A.J. playing football, you're gonna hear that, man. Just stack good days on top of good days, and just look at the results. Because right now, right, we're so we're so programmed to be worried about the moment. This is the biggest the biggest part of right now is right now, right? So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Go it's kind of
2: like uh, it's kind of like you know everybody's probably thinking, man. I gotta pitch good on the inner squad this weekend. I gotta. You know, I got to get ready for this first day, and it's kind of got to look more at the bigger picture. Like, how am I going to be able to help in May and the SEC tournament and the regional, you know, stuff like that? You just got to—you can't really just be too hyper focused on. Well, I didn't have a good day today,
0: that type of thing. So, Cole, in the fall and through the first weekend of the spring, who on the who on the um, roster do you hate facing the most so far?
2: It just seems like every single time I'll get on the mound, I'll look over and Kemp's on deck. Like It just seems like almost every time it's Kemp or, uh, let me think, it's always Kemp and Bo Gatlin, it seems like, and Bo Gatlin pounds my fastball, so that's not a good thing. So, Cole, we talked a little bit about like how strong you are mentally, and
1: I... We played ball together growing You were a seventh grader um, before you left, and you pitched meaningful innings for us as a seventh grader. Um, and then you—you, you, I watched you through high school, man, and I, I see how, how you progress and grow, right? So how mentally do you get prepared when you see, like, you know camp hits you off the scoreboard, right? So how mentally, how do you get ready to just get in there and be like, Today, I'm, I'm today. I'm better than you. Like, screw what happened yesterday. Today, I'm better than you.
2: Uh, my biggest thing, and it was a lot – I talked to Mason Nichols about it some early on. You can't look around the locker room and be like, yeah, you know, look at everybody else. You just got to focus on how are you going to be the best you every day. And then think of when you get prepare Monday through Saturday and then do the best you can then. And then when you get on Sunday, it's just like, well, I did everything I possibly could have to dominate today. So you can't have any doubt when you get out there.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great answer. Cole, I've, like I said, we, we've known each other for your whole life. I also watched you play when you were 11, 12, 13 on this little team called the Arkansas Storm. Um, what's it like? Because you are one of three on the Ole Miss baseball team that came from that one team. How cool is it the fact that you get to play with two of those guys?
2: Oh, it's awesome just for the fact of you get to play with some friends I've had since I was 10 years old. And, you know, we, it just seems like for us sometimes it's kind of the same as what we've always done because it just feels like normal sometimes.
0: Those two other ones I'm talking about are Mason Morris, is incoming freshman, and also Judd Uttermark. Um they're gonna be I think they're gonna be really helpful this year too and that's that's one that I saw you in Oxford uh back in the uh, back in the summer and I saw both of them and those are two guys that they do not look like normal incoming freshmen I mean Mason is what six four and I mean Mason's huge uh-huh. and Judd is bigger
2: yeah that's that's what we say Judd hit a ball uh this fall or not this fall, but this, uh, this past weekend. And it was just kind of one of those things. Like people just look around like Judd was built in a lab. Like he's just really just huge has a cannon across the infield, And it's just kind of like, you can't throw anything over the plate because he just has so much power. And then Mason's kind of the same way where it's just like, it's like, if you're not perfect with the pitch, he's going to be in a gap for a double. And then he hops on the mound and, he plays for two days straight on Friday and Saturday, and hops on the mound throwing inning on Sunday, and he's up to ninety three with a just a sinker, like a heavy sinker, breaking ball, and great changeup. Just kind of like, you know, these are just studs.
1: Cole, I want to get back into something, and it, you said it a couple minutes ago, and I tell this to the high school kids that I coach, the junior high kids that I coach, and I, I, I something that I've kind of lived by and I learned it playing college baseball and I didn't play at the level you played at. I played NAIA division three. So I'm not comparing myself or my baseball career to yours by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, man, I learned that when I compared myself to somebody else, the game became less fun. I, like
2: comparison took my joy away. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. If you keep comparing yourself to somebody else, you're, you know, you're just going to make yourself think you're not as good. Like, you're just not going to, I don't know, you're just not going to think as good about yourself. And the same thing as we have like, uh, uh, like 12 people travel and you sit there and you're like, well, actually, and you try to count the 12 around the room or something like that. It's just kind of like, you're just, you just constantly putting yourself down and then you can't, how are you going to go out there and perform when you, when you do get your shot? If you're just always just putting yourself down every single day. A hundred percent, man. That's, it's so big, man, especially in baseball. Like,
1: like Buddy said, this is a game of failure. You're going to fail. So throw that out the window. If you're scared to fail, don't play baseball. So failure is one of those things that comes with it. So today I might be a failure and you might be a success. And if I get caught up in that, well, he played better than me today. So does that mean he, like you said, does that mean he gets that extra travel spot and I got to stay home? And then, like you said, man, you just completely have drained yourself from
2: any joy of playing the game that you absolutely love. Yeah, the, the, some of the best advice I've ever had is from a, actually from Doug Nikhazy when I was on my visit up here. He said, if I can give you or give any of you any of advice, it's do not work at, walk out there and think it's going to be perfect. He said, because the guys that walk out there and think I'm just going to be perfect, you know, I'm going to walk out there, shove for a few innings every week. Those are the guys, when they had the double hit off the wall, don't know what to do. So it's just kind of as simple as that. Heck yeah,
0: man. So, Cole, we got a question for you, and this is a really important question. You picked a walk-up song yet?
2: I have, actually. It's actually a song that nobody's really heard of. It's uh, If you've ever seen A Star is Born, it's the opening song called Black Eyes by Bradley Cooper. It's actually a very, very good one.
0: All right. It's so thunder- ra-
1: underrated. Underrated. We've moved away from Can't Touch This.
2: Yeah. I I <laughs> I really, I used to like Thunderstruck and teach me how to Dougie back in the day, but <laughs> i I've been oh, you
1: remember you remember my senior year you telling me you wanted your wall, your pitching song to be uh Can't Touch This and I told you that you were absolutely insane that we were not and doing I, it?
2: I was just like, that, that, I thought it would be really cool, like, you know? If I can't, yeah, until that, it was you bad. get touched up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I mean, I'm going to walk out there with it. And then my uh, hit and walk up song was Cat Daddy. So <laughs> that, was, oh, that was awesome. Seventh grade baseball is the best, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's just the kind of same thing as being a, a freshman now. It's just kind of like I didn't know what I was getting into. It's just like, yeah, man, it's just going to be the same as usual. I just got done playing in South Haven this weekend. What's the difference?
0: Until, yeah, no, you're uh,
2: right. Yeah, until I, I'll walk out there and it's just like a Canton Academy, and I get absolutely hammered sometimes. <laughs> so. That's
0: what. Let's see, Cole. We we were all on the same team. I was a senior that year. Um, Collins, you were a junior. That was when Cole, you were a freshman. Cole, what have you told me over and over about that year?
2: Oh, uh, that was probably the most fun year of high school baseball I had. Over, I uh, won a state championship of my friend my ninth grade year, but my seventh grade year is probably the most fun year I had.
0: Yeah, no, that was also for that. Fun. By the way, <laughs> I
2: wanted to. Yeah, go um, go.
0: Cole,
1: you left. So when you when you pitched a lot, I, I had Tommy John, so I couldn't catch you. And the more I saw you like grow as a pitcher, the more like I had That that is like, dang, I can't only really catch him. He, I really want to catch him. So, like, for me, I was always, like, a big changeup caller, especially when I got to college, college, got to call my own pitches. I loved calling a change-up. So when I started watching you throw and it's just fastball changeup, fastball changeup, I was like, me and Cole, we would get everybody in the
2: state of Mississippi out. Yeah, well, if y'all don't remember, uh, our coach, Mitch Bohan, would not let me throw breaking balls when I was in seventh grade. So I was like, I got to throw a fastball and a change-up. It's actually until we got to the playoff game. He was like, "You feel comfortable throwing your curveball?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "All right, you can throw it now." And I was like, "Well, I was going to wait to the biggest game of the year, and now I guess I'm
0: calling it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember one time it was that that year the game we were playing Canton. Uh, you came in as a seventh grader in a in a jam. I think it was bases loaded, maybe, and they had their two best guys up. You got to pop out to the catcher who made a dive and catch and got a double play somehow. And the next ball, next pitch was to a guy that ended up going playing college baseball, hit right at me. I never saw it. Never. It may have been the hardest hit ball I've seen in high school. I just stuck a glove up and got it and made a play. And you came in in a huge spot and were able to get out of it. And I think that stuff like that, um, stuff like you winning a state championship at Heritage and, being in big moments that kind of prepares you a little bit for pitching in a game in the games that you're going to be pitching in here.
2: Yeah, because that's just the thing I always go back to, especially when I'm uh, when I'm like in a big pitch. I just think it's not nothing I haven't done. You know, what's the difference of how many fans are there, who the hitter is, is the same when I was at Heritage or Oak Hill or wherever. I just got to execute pitches like I've you know always tried to do.
1: Man, that's so wise, man. And a lot of your answers are really like. Something I would expect from a junior and a senior. And Cole, you've played a lot of baseball. We've talked about it. You were a seventh grader playing with juniors and seniors. And realistically, it probably wasn't the best thing for you, even though it was the best, it was the best part, the best part of your baseball career up, up to go joining the Ole Miss team was playing seventh, seventh grade with us, which is probably not great. But going back, man, like a lot, like you, like Buddy said, man, you're battle tested you're a battle tested 19 year old and that's, that's, that's pretty cool, bro. Like a lot of people aren't with that. Don't have that same mindset that you have at 19 years old. I know I didn't.
2: Yeah. It, it, for me, it's just kind of the thing of, you know, I'm about to do the best I can. And then when I go out there every weekend, just attack, just attack the zone, attack the hitter every time, because I'm not going to try to be the guy. I'm not going to try to be what I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll see around with these guys though huge breaking balls or, you know, throwing mid-90s and stuff. Like, well, that's not who I am. I'm the guy that's going to go out there and compete every single pitch and go out there and, you know, use everything I have to be able to attack the hitter and try to succeed.
0: Cole, I got one more question and one more thing to say. First, the question is, what series, what game, series, whatever it is, are you most looking forward to coming up on, on this schedule?
2: Uh, I have two. All right. One is I think being playing in a dome in Minnesota would be really cool because I've always actually messed with uh, everybody because they make fun of me that I throw harder in inside than I do outside. So that's why I really want to go and play in a dome. And then also I think Mississippi State Super Bulldog weekend would be amazing. I think, that, I think that's going to be an awesome series.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. We're 100% going to be there watching. And last thing before we let you go – Cole, do you remember what number you were that seventh grade year?
2: Uh actually the same number I was at the All Star Game this year. Yes, yeah, so I was number ninety-four.
0: And why were you number ninety four?
2: Uh because I remember sitting in class, my seventh grade year, and Bohan saying, What number do you want to be? I said, ninety four, because I want to throw ninety four when I'm a senior.
0: Cole, what did you top out at this fall?
2: I did it ninety four, and as soon as I knew as soon as I figured that out, I texted the first text I sent was to Bohan.
0: Yep, that that's awesome, dude. where you got anything else for him?
1: Yeah, I'm about to, we're about to figure out what type of human Cole is. Okay, I got two. <laughs> I got two. You make a sandwich in the dorm room, okay? Yep. Do you cut the sandwich from top to bottom, or do you go diagonal?
2: Um, let me think I'm gonna go top to bottom. Actually, that's how I like it better. Psychopath. You are a psycho. Both are wrong. I like to go to Chipotle and said get a burrito. Fair. So that was my second question,
1: right? We just got done with practice, okay? The whatever you call the uh whatever the, all the student f- food places, I don't know if it's called it on Miss. whatever it's called. That's closed. They're, it ain't open. So we gotta hit
2: we gotta hit Jackson, right? What where oh, are we yeah. going? Uh Actually, if you would ask me three months ago, I would have been Chipotle, but now I've moved on. and grown up. I'm like South Depot now. Ooh. Moved on.
0: Yes. Thank you. Me That's... and
2: three or four of my buddies will go eat South Depot probably three or four times a week after practice for dinner. So and it's a, cheaper. A lot of
1: people don't know this, but I lived in Oxford for like four or five months at, at one point. I probably gave South Depot 50% of my checks each week.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, I would say that Canadian. Yeah, that's what I say is They have quesadillas, they have uh, Burritos, and the burritos come with the chips And the chips are way better than Chipotle So
0: Yes, they are, they got the queso They got. They have everything, it's so good yeah, It's eat. like Zach
2: Grinky. Zach Grinky had a quote One time that they, uh, Chipotle uh, Raised their price on guacamole From 150 to 180 It's like, it's not even about 30 cents You just want to let them win You know? You just <laughs> <shut up. laughs> Cole, um, a bunch of scammers.
1: So, Cole, I want to ask you one more question, buddy. One more question. All right. Why Ole
0: Miss? Why? Uh, I mean, you grew up Miss—you grew up a Mississippi State fan. Yeah. i what's going uh, on with you, bro?
2: Yeah, a lot of people know. I actually went to Omaha to watch Mississippi State play a week before I committed Ole Miss, but. uh I don't know. It's just I I love the atmosphere up here. The coaches were always amazing, and I just kind of I don't know. I always clicked with them. I don't know. And I I still I still, you know, my dad will ask me all the time, "Are you happy up here?" Like I love it. You know, I love Coach B. I love Coach Laugh and Coach Clem. You know, they're all they've all been nothing but good to me. You know, so I want to help them win another national championship.
1: Right, man. Man. Obviously, it's. It's all funny games, obviously. I'm joking with you, bro. We couldn't be any prouder of you, man. Like, honestly, man, he, we haven't having seen you from a seventh-grade kid, this little goofy little kid that <laughs> throwing like 74, says he's going to throw seven, 94. Yeah, okay, buddy. Okay. And, and then to, to watch you just all the way, man, like we couldn't be any prouder of you, bro. Uh, like I said, man, we're we're going to be tuning in every time I hear Cole Kesson's on the bump for sure, bro.
0: No doubt about yeah. it. Thank you. And yep, can't wait. We got um, Delaware coming to town in two weeks. Uh, probably going to be freezing cold, just knowing how baseball season works. But I will be there. We're going to be there watching. Uh, can't wait. Thank you so much for coming on today, Colbert. And good luck the rest. Of the- good luck this season.
2: Yeah, thank y'all for having me on.
0: Yep.
1: So we're going to get straight back into the baseball talk after Cole just left us, man. That was an awesome conversation, but this one might be even better, buddy. If you had to pick eight teams right now to make the Omaha and we haven't seen anybody play. We don't know Jack Didley Nothing. Give me
0: eight. All right. So last year, Tennessee was the best team in the country all year long. Um, they had, the, they had the curse on them because they were the number one overall seed. The number one overall seed has not won the national championship since the very first year of the new format in 1999 when Miami won it. I don't think they're going to be the number one seed this year, but I do think they're going to make it to Omaha. Uh, it's a fun team to watch. They're loaded, especially on the pitching staff. This might be the best pitching staff in the country. I think they're going to make it. I also think the number one preseason ranked team, LSU, is going to make it. They brought in so many so much talent, whether it's Tommy Tanks from NC State. It was um Paul Skeens from Air Force. He's a two-way guy. He's a stud. And then you also have a guy who's probably going to go number one overall in the draft, and Dylan Cruz. That team is loaded. Jay Johnson has got this team. I think he's going to get them rolling, and I think they'll be in Omaha this year. Uh, another team I think is going to make it, they were almost made it last year, is the Stanford Cardinal. They got put out by Texas State in the Super Regional, but... This team is really, really talented. They actually have a kid from Mississippi in Braden Montgomery. Uh he's a two-way guy. He's he hits for power. He's fast. He's got plus speed. And he also gets on the bump and throws up to hundred. Uh that he's really something special. I also think Ole Miss is gonna make it back. I think that we got the monkey off our back last year with even making it, and then we went ahead and won the national championship. I think we're gonna make it back to Omaha. Um I think that Florida is gonna get in. They just they went and picked up um, a huge pickup they got Hurston Walter from um from Southern Miss, who is now with the Gators. You pair that up with Wyatt Langford, who is he hit twenty six home runs last year. I mean it's it's insane how good he is. Um so I think he'll be. They'll make it there. Uh, Wake Forest has a really really good pitcher, a, a good pitching staff. They're going to be really good. I think they make it. North Carolina has a guy, Vance Honeycutt. Who was a freshman last year. The dude hit 25 home runs as a true freshman. Uh, right now he is the top prospect in the 2024 draft. I think that he's going to really help them get there. Um, and the last team that I think is going to make it is a team that is kind of close to Ole Miss in a way. Uh, they've been really, really close a lot of times. I think the East Carolina Pirates are going to make it this year. Coach Gowan has really got that, that program rolling. Uh, They're ranked, I think, number 13 in the country right now starting off in the preseason. I think that ECU is going to finally make it to Omaha. So I think I got – so in my opinion, I got Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida, LSU, Stanford, East Carolina, Wake Forest, and North Carolina. That's four SEC teams. That's kind of about where we've been the last few years, and that's just kind of what I think is going to happen. I do think that Arkansas is going to be close. I just don't think they're going to be good enough to make it. I think Mississippi State's going to make a run at it. Um, but I don't. I, I think they're going to be just a little bit too young to to get it there. But I'm excited this year. See, brett who are your eight?
1: So I agree with you on Tennessee. I think that's a pretty uh, – if if there was a way to bet College World Series futures, if there was a way, Tennessee would be the first bet and probably my only bet. Um, number two, I'm going to say Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss has a really good shot at it this year. The guys they lost are going to hurt them, but man, they, I I don't see how they got any worse other than Elko. That's my only thing. They the only per the only place you got worse is Elko, just because that was Oxford, that was Ole Miss, Elko. Um, number three, uh, not in any particular order. I'm just saying number three. Um, I would go ahead and throw in. I like your North Carolina pick. Uh, They're always a team that's sneaky good. They're always a good tournament team. When you get to the regional, super regional, you start paying attention to North Carolina. Um, I'll tell you who I like, buddy, and it might be crazy. I like this Virginia squad. I think they're pretty good. I think they're going to throw it really well, and they're going to hit it really well. I think as far as the ACC and SEC goes, I think those are your two best conferences. Yep. So for me – I, I like Texas Tech as well. Texas Tech can always hit really well. They can they're a little, always hit.
0: They're a little down this year. They lost. Finally, the, the Young Brothers are out of there. But I I don't disagree. They're 24th ranked preseason. But you know that they're going to get it rolling by come May.
1: They, they Texas Tech, like I said, man, they just always hit, man. They just always hit the ball really well. Um, another one, and this one, buddy, is a sleeper. Miami. Y'all went into Miami last year and took them out in a regional. Do you think they're going to come into a regional this year? That you think they're going to be pissed off? They're going to be mad. Because yeah. the team that they lost to in a regional, the four seed in their regional won the freaking College World Series.
0: So Three seed. Come on, dude.
1: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I've got – well, let me just refresh. I've got Tennessee, Ole Miss. I have – North Carolina, Virginia, and Texas Tech okay. and Miami. So my last two, and this is a homer pick, and I have to do it, buddy. I want to see Southern Miss in Omaha.
0: I want to see it. it.
1: I just want to see it. Do I think they're going to make it? Probably not. I want to see it so freaking bad.
0: You do have Tanner Hall coming back, which is – I mean, he. you can make an argument that he he'll be, have a chance to win – any kind of award he can, because he's one of the best pitchers in the country.
1: An absolute stud. Shut y'all down in in a very good game in Hattiesburg. Probably one of the best college baseball games last year.
0: You're bringing back basically the whole roster, um, except what you're, you did lose Waldrop, which is a huge loss, and the Montenegro Twins. But other than that, you're bringing back basically the entire the, the same team from last year, who was they made it to they hosted a super regional. So my
1: last one, buddy and I am going kind of contrarian here just because I like it. It's fun. Oklahoma State, I think that's a very freaking good baseball team, bro. They're going to hit it. They're going to pitch it. The bullpen's there. The defense is there. I think they're a top five team in the country.
0: Dude, they can swing it. Do you remember the regional game against Arkansas last year?
1: Just match the baseball.
0: Well, it was like 28 to 23 or something. That was the final. It was a football score in a baseball game.
1: <laughs> right. So right. for me, buddy, let me just go back. I've got Tennessee, Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, um, Southern Miss, Virginia, Miami, Texas Tech.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, I cannot wait for college baseball to get started. It's my favorite time of the year. You got spring. Spring is back. The temperature starts warming up, the balls start flying out of the ballpark. I can't wait. Um, once again, we want to thank Cole for coming on. That was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And let's see. Well next week, uh, let's see. The Super Bowl is going to be next Sunday. We're only going to have one episode next week. We're going to we're going on a vacation. Uh, we're going to put it out probably Wednesday. So we're going to move more for moving forward we're probably going to go to one episode a week. Uh we're going to st- we're gonna keep we're keep on working on um, the setup to try to make it better for for y'all to listen to. Um going to start trying to put some clips out, make it just make it more interactive. Uh y'all tell us what you think. We want to know, we want we like suggestions. We like to hear what y'all think. Uh bro, you got anything else for today?
1: Yeah, man. Just just to keep going on what you said, bro. Oh our ego is not involved in this in any way. So if you don't like if you don't like how we do something, you think it could be done better, please let us know. Like we're our DMs are wide open on Twitter and Instagram. If you have me and me or buddy's number, text us and let us know something that you might think would help. And then another thing, bro, just to keep continuing on, man, we're trying to build this to where it's a, like a really cool platform, just not only for me and buddy, but for you know, everybody involved and and we've tried to, we've thought about, you know, can we have more interactive stuff? You know, if you, if you comment on Twitter, we'll include your comment, just things like that, just so we can get y'all involved more because realistically, buddy, we did this for us just to have something to do. But the more we've gotten involved with it, we've kind of fallen in love with what we like, what we're doing. So for us, I don't see an end anytime soon. And then another thing, buddy, let us know if you want us if you if you kind of wanted that one episode to go to you know maybe like an hour hour and a half because we can add 15, 20 minutes to a podcast easily because oh yeah we, we, we can
0: like, ramble on for forever a lot of these yeah we can oh, ramble yeah. on for a while oh yeah um but make sure y'all make sure to follow both our Instagram and Twitter page Twitter is underscore get to the point it's all spelled out um, Instagram is get the number to the point. So get to the point on Instagram. Um, hit us up, follow us, tell us what you think. Uh, Going to try to get some stuff out there this week, especially. Seabear, uh, great show. Let's have a good weekend, um, and we'll see all y'all back next week on Get to the Point with Buddy and Seabear.